Welcome to Queen Beauty Podcast. The self-care kickback with Quandris and Elise. Two best friends from the East. Finding new ways to live with peace. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. I'm excited to be here on tonight. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's to be like on tonight. <laughs> no. It would be like, we are so excited for you to be here on tonight. On tonight. I don't know why people think it feels so special saying it like that. It's not right. No, it's not. But whatever. What was that thing that you said the other day? You used to do your church quote? Like you just added it on. The reading of this word. It's church stuff. It is. It's church talk. Oh, we're talking about college tonight. Yes, we are. We are talking about college education, which is where I met you, Quandry. Oh, that, that's where it all began, right? T-U. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it was, it's crazy because just the way that I guess the universe made that all work because I started Temple originally in 2002, right? Yep. And um, then I stopped for a couple years just for life reasons and then i came back i willed myself back and that was the year that i met you so um it's pretty cool got my my intro phone call i never <laughs> didn't know if that was some type of new protocol that they were doing where i, I thought you were like a representative of temple university calling me <laughs> Listen, back in the day i can say I can say back in the day now. Back in the day. Can't say back in the day. Wow, we are back in 2005, 2004. It was 2004 when I called you. Jeez, it was 2004. I called you before the New Year's because we it was yeah. winter break. And I think I called you right after Christmas and right before New Year, right in that gray mm-hmm. area. And it was mm-hmm. my second semester. It was our second semester. But I remember calling you because, you know, texting was so impersonal back in those days. <laughs> I don't know that I would have responded. <laughs> I don't even know if my phone, I think my phone at the time had 50 messages per month. Per month or something. Yeah, they didn't have unlimited stuff. And that's why I'm, I don't know if I would have, I don't know what kind of system. I always had weird phone systems. I know. <laughs> throughout college. It was always, hey, no, like, I'm a, I, the, okay, so this no, is what you it was. call me. I don't call you. Right? Because the way it worked was the minutes didn't start unless the other person picked up the phone. And, you know, you had like a certain amount of minutes back then. So I would call you. You see it ring. If it's me calling, don't answer. Call me back. I would panic. I would drop the phone and panic when someone answered, like, because you're using my minutes. <laughs> Matter of fact, I had about 500 minutes a month, from, if I'm remembering correctly. But it was free nights and weekends, and nights. Oh yeah. Yeah. And yeah. So I was really reasonable with my minutes during the week, and then I had fifty text messages, I think, a month. But you had to really conserve. But you know, you could speak at night. But I remember. That's yeah, crazy. That's crazy, right? I remember that, and I feel like we were paying a good amount for that mess. <laughs> we were top price, Stop and they, all they dollar. kept doing was trying to entice you over time and the prices i think with the extra minutes right extra add minutes. minutes on and then and then like night started nine and then it went to seven and and then you know then they were adding gigabytes <sighs> and it was a smartphone transition but girl we are aging ourselves right but i called you 
And the point you is, I wanted to know who I was going to be living with because you was my roommate. <laughs> I'm Elise. I'm your new roommate. <laughs> and I saw your number on the website. And I just wanted to say hi. And then I hear a crying baby in the background. <laughs> <laughs> That's I think I had, you know, as usual, a million things going on all at once. I was super nervous to go back to school. I had only did one semester and I'm going back and I'm like, it's older than everyone else. Felt weird. Did y'all know that I had a baby? You told me. Shania was crying at the time when I called. And so you were like, well, as you can hear, I have a daughter. She just turned one. And like, that's how you said it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And she turned one because you said that I, that you called after Christmas and before uh, New Year. So that's about right. She had just turned one. How did you get my information? It was on the website. There was a website that they updated. Yes. What, my phone number? <laughs> they phone probably, number I'm sure they asked me. It had your first and last name and your phone number. All students who were in housing, they would let you know who your roommate was. And then they don't let you stay on campus. You have to move every year. Or so, well, but yeah, right at Temple, which at was Temple. kind of a good thing. We learned a lot. We learned about bills and how to pay them okay. um, on limited, very super limited college funds. Right. Full responsibility because I only had what five dollars. For four years. <laughs> Period. I had five dollars for four years. Figure Yo, that kudos out. to us making it out in five in four years, right? Absolutely. Because that wasn't a thing <laughs> back well, then. You, well, you know, I was gung ho, upset about my major junior year, but was like, you know what? We gonna ride this puppy out. Right. <laughs> and I, I think the only reason we made it is because we took summer classes. And um, if we hadn't took summer classes, we'd have been there for at least one more semester. Because I, I took a lot. I took summer classes like almost every year. I felt like it was just like I feel crazy. Like that intro orientation, they needed to have, they had the students who were giving you quote unquote guidance about how to live stress-free with 12 credits. If you take 12 credits, they needed to have somebody who'd be like, now listen, these student loans are going to build up. These credits, you can't get it done in four years if you do 12 credits a semester. Do the math. That's what they needed. Do the math. This is how much your monthly payment upon graduation is going to be. This is how much your major and basket weaving pays. <laughs> how about uh, when I accidentally got it, um a credit card because I wanted a t-shirt. I think I got it. You got a t-shirt. I think I got a cheesesteak. <laughs> it was <laughs> I remember my I, mom I called you. me on three-way with Capital I remember. and was like, was it Capital One or I think it was Capital One or it, it could have been. I don't remember. But yeah, she called me on three-way with one of those creditors and was like, you don't want it. Close it. <laughs> I was like, what? what? Who told you you can get a credit card? I thought I was grown, but I didn't know I was getting a credit card. <laughs> First off, did mm -hmm. you me that you ain't supposed to go through my mail? <laughs> well, why are you going through my mail? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a good thing she did, you know, because they really, that's the, man, that 
is one of the things that went down on campuses that should be illegal, in my opinion. They ought to be ashamed of themselves. Corporate America coming after those non-working, young, gullible, college-age, fresh out of high school kids for some credit cards. Just filled with student loan debt. That, 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 that. You know, the, the crazy part about college is like, it was, it was dope. It was a really, really dope experience. I, I, you know, I don't know. It is crazy because I was watching the Patriot Act and they were discussing college and tuition and the experience, right, that people are paying for. And, and then, you know, I think it was some kid from Penn State. I think it was, mm-hmm. and he was in debt by like $150,000, and I think at one point he was living in his car post-graduation, and he had like, he talked to the one of the loan officers, and he was like, listen, I could either pay you, or I could, um, uh, and not have a place to live, or like, what do you want me to do? And they was like, what do you think you should pay us? <laughs> like straight to his, and it was crazy, because all of that happened, right? And then the guy was like, so do you think it was worth it? Like college and the experience? Do you think it was worth it? And you know what his response was? What? Yes, PSU till I die. It was something crazy. Like he did like they little alma mater, like they little, you know, chant. I was just like, oh my God. It's the American way, quote unquote, right? That's what they told us. That's what they tell you because they want <laughs> you to eat these loans. Until forever, because I watched the Patriot Act. Um, that's what the, on Netflix. Hassan Minaj mm-hmm. is the host, and he's dope. Like he knows how to tell the news, make you laugh, and make you cry, kind of. But you oh, never really cry because you're still laughing. But you're like, yo, this is crazy. It, right, right. <laughs> you feel moved for sure. Feel moved. <laughs> but he was talking about right now in COVID, how you have these what fifty, sixty thousand dollar Ivy League student loans a year tuition plans what these students have right it's these a IP year schools. it's important to say that now there's class action suits that are arising from students saying well i haven't been on campus how are you going to justify or how are you going to justify these large tuitions when you go on a zoom call for school right and you don't have and the experience that you're paying for you're paying for the experience you really are like the things that i've seen and learned I have really good classes. I'm not gonna lie. I love I love my most of my classes. Mm-hmm. I put a lot of thought into my classes outside of the neglecting counselors that provided nothing. You just barely you had to pull it out of them that you needed 123 credits to graduate. Like it's almost like it was a secret, right? And so crazy. And and so I put a lot of thought. So I did like the classes, but outside of that, the experience, like the set. <laughs> they oh put that, wow! Uh, that, the sack, yo. Remember the sack and the meetups, the student activity center, the yes. activity Look, center, that, and that's going all the way back. Yeah, tech didn't center, they take it back? The tech and then center, they had, that got built. That was dope. The tech, the, the tech, tech center, center, yeah. Because it wasn't there our freshman or sophomore year. No, it wasn't. Junior year, yeah. yeah. It was our junior year, and that used to, and then that turned into like the spot for, especially um, around. It was twenty four hours too, right? So it was, and that was important when you wanted to get away from your dorm and go study. Wait a minute, <laughs> now I'm dating myself because this is before smartphones, and you and I used to sit in a tech center and talk Facebook messages on a a lap, not a laptop, a desktop. 
It was a desktop, but you sure it was Facebook and it wasn't like AIM? No, it was Facebook. It was definitely okay. we were junior year and Facebook was popping by then. It was okay. definitely Facebook. But we would talk about people in the text center while we were doing our papers. But <laughs> we had a cell phone, it would just be on Messenger, right? This right. is before messages. Like that's so crazy. The food trucks. The food trucks. Ah! Yeah. The ladies lady that made the coffee and she used to cut the, the muffin with the butter nah, nah. and she would toast remember, it. Remember going into the black family with that fruit? That delicious fruit? No. Black family class? That fruit? Listen, Yo. you're never gonna find that type of dope fruit for $2 anywhere. They gave you a lot of fruit. That $2. got me through class. Like that, I would look forward to going to that side of the campus just so I can go to that woman's food truck and get that fruit because it had everything. It had the best fruit, like the best pineapples. Like she hand-picked all of the strawberries and the Before grapes. edible arrangements <laughs> was a thing, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> edible arrangements on $2 in this nice little plastic container say, go home and go be It great. was lit. And she would do it so quick. And we yo, chopping up them. I still, I cut my bananas like that now. And I just pull the thing back and I'd be like, <laughs> like, I'm. it was a lot of food trucks. And those food trucks were there for years. Like, I remember actually going back after I graduated. Um, and I had Shania, like, and I had Michael. And I, you know, and I was like, and I went to the truck that I used to always go to. She remembered me and we were talking and everything. And I got to show her the baby. Like, she said, people come back here all the time with their husbands and, you know, their families. That's so crazy. You know, that brings a good point about building relationships in, mm -hmm. in college, the importance mm -hmm. of that. And how right now some of the college students are getting a building a Zoom ship situation, mm -hmm. which I don't know what that looks like. Being in class isn't the only, you know, thing that makes college great. The relationship <laughs> part of it, like, yeah. with, like you said, the food truck lady and being able to go back, um, mm -hmm. having that one-on-one -on -one time with your professor, if that's yep. what you're going to do, or people, like the, the groups, the meetup the group groups. The group just things that you did around campus you know the activities we went one time they used to have a lot of activities and i remember they yep. had a trip to new york and it was like 10 bucks or 20 bucks it wasn't more than 20 because it's college kids right. and we went to new york and we were on like a talk show it was dope like yeah. it was really really dope so i know my know. niece you know she's in her freshman year at georgia state and she did right. mention that she developed a really nice bond her first semester with her roommates. But it's kind of hard to sustain those relationships right now if you don't know what you're looking forward to with going back to school. Um, right. Because right now everything's so wishy-washy. Some people are going back. They, they guaranteed she's going to be back. So she's going back. But I think okay. her classes might be remote still. So it's still eerie and odd. And I don't know. So remote classes, but the dorms are open? Yeah. What, what for? That sounds like they just didn't want to have to give people their money back. If you're asking me, I mean, I don't know for sure, but if they actually say, hey guys, listen, the dorms are open and the facilities are open, we have to follow rules. So it's at 50% or whatever, social right. distance, mask, it's your choice, right? And they're telling people it's their choice. It's their choice. A lot of parents right. aren't going to send their children back, but then they're still going to have to pay that fee, those dorm fees and the, the lab fee, whatever, you know, all the, the fees. <laughs> so I think that's what that's about. 
mean, the necessity of, of college, you know, they say you need that paper to do what you need to do. If, what does that mean? But I know millennials like us, you know, we have student loans and our peers, everyone, if you got a college degree, unless you was on a scholarship, you have student right. loans. Right. Uh, or unless you was that child Knew about money. focused on getting that or stayed with your parents right after and focused on getting that uh, student loan that eradicated. But that is not the average. <laughs> the average, it's not. especially uh, black people. That's just I had not. one friend, one who paid off his student loans. Um, I want to say like maybe four, three, four years after he graduated, he had a scholarship, mm-hmm. but I, he stayed back home for like a year and and worked full time and there's really no other like you said there's really no other way to do it then and I don't know why we didn't do that I think the like in in our generation and our you know culture it seemed like a negative thing to go back home when you need yeah. to go back home for, for financial reasons like loser right loserville or you don't feel like you want to deal with the rules of your parents and right. you know because there's going to be some level of rules that you're still going to have to follow and, and you just had all that freedom <laughs> and now it's like be home by midnight <laughs> so it's like don't disrespect eh. my house <laughs> right, the, the, the chain comes on at twelve oh one. Right, I don't like, care, and I don't know what you did up in them dorms, nor do I care. Exactly, <laughs> you go, you go, stay wherever we, wherever it was that you came from. That's where you're gonna go back to. You're gonna stay there to the morning. Because my door comes unlocked at seven. Like, <laughs> like why the head? Why the head gotta match it? And if you can't follow the rules, right. the door. It's right there. Man, listen. I don't know why. Like, it definitely would have been helpful to go back home with a full-time job, right? And just help out and and pay off them bills. You know, that's probably happening in some families right now. Yeah. Think about if you were in your senior year, graduated from college. Um, A couple of people that I know had that situation where they're now living with their their senior in college or that just graduated um, right if you found a remote job or I- any job if you say you found one beforehand and you're back at home and it's not looked at as crazy because you need to be home right now <laughs> and with family and you might have a, a different opportunity now as far as what your major was but it's, yeah it's hard it's hard right now um it's not hard. It's a challenge, I should say. It's going to be a challenging if you're in school now. I am proud of the opportunities that are going to come from it because I think, actually, I know all of the most amazing ideas and businesses come from pain points. And I don't think there was ever a period in my lifetime that we've had so many open-ended pain points that we are working through at one time. So that's definitely um, a great tip to put out there, just to lean into, um, we got these things going on, they're happening, not much we can do to stop it, but what can we do to try to use our creativity to help overcome it, you know? Right. Um, and like you said, that's, that's a great tip. Um, and I think a, it's a great opportunity for a lot of different things from yeah. from the collegiate level and how that's going to look, how they're going to turn it into um, 
an experience where people make connections mm -hmm. and also um on a k-12 level you know because that's another point there where there's just so it's so much confusion it's starting to have direction right. since a lot of uh school districts just recently not everyone has made a decision yet but a lot of them have like in down here in this area they just decided that schools are going to be virtual um and then but it was so much chaos and confusion around that how are we going to do it you know and it was just like really weird to me that they didn't have an answer on how they would do e-school or virtual learning when yeah. there's so many virtual <laughs> schools that already exist i'm like can we can we make an alliance there was no no one could make a phone call to see how you know like, when where why you know why because no one wanted to believe that we would be here at this point and it wasn't a, a contingency plan discussion it was just like a give it a couple weeks give it a couple months and we'll be <sighs> right back but you always need that one yeah. pessimist that says that <laughs> that's two steps ahead of everybody. Listen, <laughs> I'm a realist. That line, I'm a realist. Right. right. <laughs> like, it's crazy. I mean, but it's the truth because we started, everybody officially went home in March, right? And here we are, about to be August. And, um, people who have the opportunity to work from home didn't think they were going we didn't think we were going to be home this long like and at some right. points we thought we, we think we're going to be home forever um and then other days it's like yeah we'll be back when we first left it's like maybe they'll shut down for a week to clean up and then we'll come back and it's like man come get your stuff you know <laughs> one what at a time think of though what the five stages of grief america don't no, for sure for sure so i looked it up and the five stages of grief are interesting because we dealt with it collectively. Yeah. So the first stage is denial. Two Absolutely. weeks, we'll be back. No, denial was being in the lunchroom and people like, y'all hear about something called coronavirus? Back. Or <laughs> it's a hoax. It's not even real. Like, right. they trying. They're trying to get this all round up. Right. <laughs> denial. Just completely denial. We don't even have any cases here. Remember that? It's the whole, like... <laughs> <laughs> right. The second step, the second level is anger, protest. I'm not wearing my mask. You can't tell me to wear my mask. Okay. Mm. Or y'all making us come in here? <laughs> that was the other side of it. It depends on which side of the story, like your right. belief set was. Like if you believed it was real or if you thought it was fake. And if right. you thought it was real, your anger was, I'm not going anywhere. Like you know. Right. But if you thought it was fake, is I'm going everywhere. You I'm can't going everywhere me too. Exactly. So it's crazy. It's duality. Number three, bargaining. That's where we are yeah. now. I think um, with the idea of going back to school, and some people are saying we're going to give you options, and some people are saying we're going to go all virtual, and some people are just giving parents options and trying to open the door for more conversations because this thing is happening one way or another. Like these dates coming and those cases are still high so i think we're right. like in that bargaining phase and then there's depression and an acceptance period so ugh. we're in a depressed period no i think we're i don't know it depends on who you are honestly well you know you can fluctuate back and forth and you them. can and that's the cool thing about the stages of grief is that you can fluctuate um some people are already at acceptance there's some people who are like oh i'm never leaving the house again 
I've talked to a few people like that. Like, there is no way I can tell you right now that I will not be back anywhere until next year at the earliest. At the earliest. <laughs> at right. the earliest. And it's August. <laughs> I'm not setting foot in a building until next year. I hate to laugh then, about it, but I think we have to laugh to keep ourselves from crying sometimes. So that's all it is because it's really yeah. it's difficult. And then we're having conversations and someone said we're writing like it's the the 1300s in our email i hope this finds you in good health in i hope you're safe please stay safe like and i and i say in all seriousness i definitely put that in my emails yeah. because we're all it's like we're working we some of us have you know a lot of we have either elderly people that we're responsible for we have young people family whatever it is that we're doing we have life um, happening around us outside of work in a really big way, right? And so it's like, but we still have to work and we still have to be possibly at the top of our game, right? And it's like, we need to get things done on the work front, but it's, it, it has its challenges because we have mentally, our minds are just, uh, sometimes they're in another place because of everything that happens. If you're watching the news and you read about our leadership yeah. um, or lack thereof, um, or whether it's leadership on the national level or even just locally, we just need to pray for all of them because it is difficult yeah. and we need to pray for the people we are working with because we don't know. You can't be sending angry emails like, did you get my email? Like maybe not, maybe because their family is going through something that right now that they're just trying to, girl. you know, prioritize. Girl. That is so true. Like I had to step back with someone that I work with because they've been slow rolling it. But at the end of the day, they're taking care of their parent. All doctor's appointments like that are during normal business hours, right? So I had to step back and just allow some grace um, because that's a lot. And I live alone, okay? Everybody doesn't have the luxury to live uninterrupted. And to me, I would consider that a luxury. And I understand that it is for what it is. Some people may say, and you deal with that too, on the contrary, where it's lonely and it has lonely. There, it has those, yeah, there's definitely yeah. that side to it as well. Because I, I, it would, I could see it being tough if it was, you know, just one place, especially if you're, you're a social person, you yeah. know? Which I am. <laughs> yeah, big time. <laughs> it, it, but, but when it comes to the work day, I would I would consider me having a luxury situation because I remember having a phone yeah. conversation with you and I hung up the phone because your baby was too loud. <laughs> For like, me, on the must phone. Must be nice. Must <laughs> right. be nice to hang up with me and then it's all over, right? Right. It's all quiet again. <laughs> no, it definitely has its challenges. I was on a phone call today with one of my coworkers and we're trying to hurry up and settle something because it's like a big payroll week and we needed to get this dealt with they trying to close payroll 23,000 people it's a lot happening all at once and Paris is in her walker chasing the dog slamming into stuff like it's like she's playing bumper cars with the uh with the walker and slash chasing Teddy and now she ends when she almost gets to where she's going she like screams you hear her wheels coming first <laughs> I don't know why these walker wheels are so loud, but they are. So you hear oh the wheels coming. Ah! 
<laughs> that she can, and it looks like the funniest thing on earth, right? But I'm like a whole phone call trying to right. settle something that's really important. I was like, I'm so sorry. Just don't mind the noise. Everyone's okay here. It's just lit. <laughs> yeah. I would tell you, though, a word of advice. Mm-hmm. I can give you a word. Don't apologize. Yeah, and I'm here for it. I'm listening. Don't apologize <laughs> for it. You know? You said, I'm sorry. Listen, get in the habit of this is your life. Yeah. No one planned for this. (laughs) There is no reason for you to apologize for it. You can say, that's my child. (laughs) And keep moving. You have that ability. And I think that your people, it's not even that they they should understand. This is reality. There's so many people in these situations with family kids happen that's normal to have babies and families and have to raise them um abnormal to not have to raise your children (laughs) but um yeah just go with it and and we're just gonna do it together and be stronger out on the next part and i'm so inspired by this younger generation in their mindset um because Mm -hmm. i think that as dope as they are with the challenges that they're going to be getting that is way more challenging than anyone could even imagine to see this their experience level they're going to be years beyond they are years just just they are one thing being home and managing your workload it definitely forces you to (laughs) prioritize like you you have to manage your time right there's no way to not you have to manage your time differently. And so that's a skill set that is going to be um, very, very useful, um, I think. And, and that's happening on all levels. That's happening on yes. an elementary level. Like the kids, they have, uh, I don't know what the changes will be next year, but last year they had a list of things they had to do. And you need to get all these things done by this day at the end of the week or whatever the case was. So it's like they had to plan out their days. Like, don't do it all in one day. Try to space it out here and there, you know. What, and they had to, like, you know, for me, my son, Michael, he had to, he got to choose which day he wanted to do because I was just trying to give him some sense of, like, ownership. Mm-hmm. So he had to choose which day he wanted to do what. And um, I think he he loves math, so he saved math for Fridays, <laughs> so That's it could cool. be like, like a light a light day. Save the best for last. Save the best for this last. Was him on, um, this was him during COVID, right? The beginning, yeah, okay. But and it's definitely not something that an elementary age school uh, child would have, right? It built in, and if that's his built in, like, wow. Yeah, he's on Blackboard. No, he he's not on Blackboard. He's on Canvas. It's a new, it's a different type of um, Blackboard okay. type of, uh, you know, platform. But he, he has to select, go into the courses. He got to go to the readings. He got to go to the area where he submits his work. He has to he learn how to edit his work um, and resubmit it. You know, he has to submit work. Like, he's in third grade submitting work on the computer. It's wild. But, I mean, that's what they're doing. And you know what? By the end of it, he, he started to figure it out. And so it's like they're learning that in third grade. I think it speaks volumes on what they could be teaching them and how we could be revamping. Like you said, it's an opportunity um, for for some, some genius out there, some creative, to come up with um, ways to honestly reform the system. 
these Even kids can handle it. Education needs to be reformed for decades and decades and decades. The American absolutely, we're forced into a reform it, right now. Right now, the prime opportunity to do it, and yep. we've been saying for years, there's got to be something we got to do about these student loans. Guess what? It might be an opportunity to work that thing out at this point. Think about it. I mean, it, it, it's a curse. COVID, but it does also has some blessing points. So you have to find the silver lining in all things. Um, and it's so crazy that so many people have lost a lot of their loved ones or they know someone mm-hmm. who was um, impacted, uh, whether it be it they lost their job, furloughed, you know, it's a lot of crazy things happening. But I think that that makes it even more important to try to find some goodness, um, kind of piggybacking. Uh, Piggy back writing, whatever. Um, what we said the last time. Three this times year. You say piggyback. I think about that damn. I know. I think that's what made me stop. Because, so that class, I hated when people piggybacked off of things. Like, I hated that so much. Like, say your own thought, and it's okay. <laughs> Gosh. Anyway. Piggyback what you said. And, oh, wait. Hey. What's the piggyback? But he said. <laughs> I want to piggyback to add my personal spin to it. <laughs> well, as usual, this has been a blast. So let's just take a breath. <sighs> just have a moment of reflective thought. I believe our actual friendship is a walking billboard of the wonderful relationships and friendships that can be built and developed while being in college and having that four-year degree. We talk a lot about our college experience on the level of pain points, pain points we see in America and that America has not yet figured out from student loan issues to educational reform from K through 12 and even college. We all know education is important, and in these changing times, with global pandemic on the rise, it's important to focus on your inner peace to get your creative juices flowing. Having your inner peace is something that you need to hold near and dear to protect yourself from being carried by the limbs and anger and confusion that happened in the wake of COVID-19. Mm. So true. Having moments of self-care, taking a breath, and pulling back from the negativity that you see spawning on social media, just finding things that genuinely make you smile. Those are the things that will get you to the next point where you can see opportunities in the midst of the endless battles of questions that we're seeing on a daily basis. We have opportunities, endless sets of opportunities from new business ideas. This next generation is wise beyond a level that we've never ever seen before. And I'm really excited. Let's keep our focus energy by fitting into our best anywhere. You know, you have your outerwear, your mm. activewear. I kind of want to encourage everyone to try on their own innerwear and think about their inner happiness and their inner joy. Your innerwear is your internal armor to protect your inner peace, to get that creativity, to create necessary changes our world definitely needs. I like that. 
inner peace, inner wear. Inner peace, inner wear. wear. Like, a, like a piece of armor. <laughs> it sounds like a commercial. Inner peace, inner wear, everywhere. <laughs> oh, I like it. <laughs> all right, y'all. Well, that's all we have time for today. And until next time, Queen Beauty, peace and love. Peace out. <laughs> Don't you start your stuff, Tyrika. <laughs>